This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and I'm your host, Tyler. If you're ready to learn about real estate investing and you're short on time, what do you say we jump right in? Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Managing your finances used to be a pain. It was either useless apps or overcomplicated spreadsheets. But now with Monarch Money, managing your money is easier than ever. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com bigger. Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it easy to set up, customize, and use. You can even collaborate with your partner, family, or financial advisor at no extra cost to get a joint view of all your finances. Customize your dashboard, notifications, and budgets with the tap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show right here will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash bigger. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash bigger for your extended 30-day free trial. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app slash landlord. That's rent.app slash landlord. Mounting commercial real estate debt has the potential to destroy portfolios. Here's what you need to know. By Paul Moore. Are you tracking the storm brewing in the commercial real estate realm? It's not a big surprise. It happens in every downturn in one form or another, but investors always seem to be surprised. Though this downturn will likely not be as devastating as the Great Recession, there is one element that makes the problem more pervasive. That is the fact that a much higher percentage of the investor population invests in commercial real estate now compared to 2008. Crowdfunding, social media, the Jobs Act, and the proliferation of new gurus, I call them new 
have contributed to the size of cracks in the ice that have already formed and are about to give way. Bigger Pockets has facilitated a wonderful community that has spawned education, connections, mentoring, and so much more. Communities like ours have also created paths for investors and syndicators to connect at a level investment sponsors and investors could have only dreamed about in years past. And most of these investors have enjoyed wonderful returns over these past several years. The rising tide has lifted almost every boat. But with this wonderful return comes a good bit of risk. The concern regards newer syndicators who haven't seen a downturn taking undue risks since they haven't experienced the pain of where these risks can lead. What risk am I referring to here? I'm talking about the mountain of commercial real estate debt that will not be able to be refinanced in the coming year due to higher interest rates. How will this impact you? Do you know if and how this will impact your investments? In a troubling report by Fitch Ratings, they claim that about 23% of CMBS debt maturing by year-end 2023 will not be refinanceable under any realistic scenario. That's $6.2 billion in CMBS debt alone. This doesn't take into account agency debt and other types of private commercial real estate debt, which could be much larger. Three dreadful options. According to the Fitch Ratings Report, this leaves many syndicators with three unpleasant choices to move forward. One, raise net operating income by 50% from the time of acquisition to debt maturity. Two, authorize a capital call to deleverage these assets. Three, hand the keys back to the lender. Option one is possible, but unlikely in the coming year. According to recent flatter rent growth forecasts, Origin Investments claims to have outstanding data on this front, and they project virtually flat rents in many markets in 2023. Brian Burke, commenting on a recent Scott Trench post, said that new rent growth projections show a significant slowdown for next year. This is not an option. Most good investors should count on anyway, because we've often warned about trusting the market for your returns. It's, it's not smart. Option two authorize a capital call, asks unhappy investors to pump more cash into a sinking ship. This would water down current investor equity stakes and could even cause current investors to lose their equity as new investors demand a higher position on the totem pole. And option three is obviously devastating. Handing the keys back to the lender. Sadly, this is already in process for many unsuspecting investors right now. A syndicator friend of mine was in his lender's office last month, and the banker showed him a thick manila folder of currently performing loans that the bank has already decided they would not refinance next year. These deals are too risky, given the unstable economic environment. This seems unthinkable, but for you who were around during the Great Recession, you know it is a sad reality, and many syndicators don't even know what's about to hit them. I warned about this situation in a recent article at BiggerPockets.com, and I've been hoping my prediction was wrong, but I fear I was actually right. I don't say this to ruin your day, but to warn you that the current performance doesn't mean everything is okay behind the scenes. All right, Paul, now what? 
there's really not much you can do about your past investments. But as we often discussed on the How to Lose Money podcast, it's important to learn from our mistakes, not just our own, but those made by others who play in our sandbox. Lack of due diligence on operators and deals is one of the major mistakes investors make all the time. And if you believe in Mr. Buffett's most important rule of investing, you'll rank safety of principle as your top due diligence priority. While we usually discuss the safety of principle in terms of selecting the right asset type, I recommend you think of due diligence in a much deeper way. I urge you to carefully scrutinize the operator. This includes their team, their track record, their acquisition pipeline, and much more. And I recommend you look deeply at the debt structure because the devil is in the details. Model out the implications of short versus long-term debt, LTC, LTV, DSCR, fixed versus floating rate debt, rate caps and hedges, cross-collateralization, prepayment penalties, subscription lines of credit, interest-only periods, sharply decreasing occupancy and income, and increasing interest rates. I believe it's also important to consider who the lender is, their experience with a particular asset class, and how they handled the 2008 crisis. We've walked away from quite a few operators and deals based on concerns over their debt. This won't guarantee your investment success. Even investing in an all-cash, zero-debt deal won't guarantee safety of principal, profit, or even investing success. Lots of great deals have gone splat due to events outside anyone's control. But I sincerely believe that taking a conservative approach to asset choice, operator selection, and specifically debt construction gives you the best possible chance to succeed in an environment filled with unknowns. Risky debt is one of the most certain ways to add outsized risk to a generally predictable real estate investment. Wherever and whenever you choose to invest, I encourage you to make operator selection and debt structure two of your non-negotiable investment criteria. Thanks for checking out this episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Remember, every Thursday there's a new episode of the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast. And they drop an episode each Sunday, too. Twice a week. Sheesh. Slackers. But seriously, check out Brandon and David's show. You can search for it on your podcast app or go to biggerpockets.com slash podcast. Meanwhile, I'll meet you back here tomorrow.